KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Laguna Beach. Beach. Member supported KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Interviews again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday.
Oh, I think thought I'd I'd step it up a little bit with Ava Cassidy this morning. Um, gone too soon. That's all I can say about her. Um, what a wonderful version and what a wonderful way. Good morning on Rainbow Radio here, Craig and KXFM 104.7 in lovely Laguna Beach. It is another beautiful day in Laguna Beach. Oh, and I don't have the weather report in front of me, so I'll get to it at the next break. But I, uh, a lot has been going on this week. Happy you're here to join us. Uh, I got, uh, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> Uh, let's say, um, I, last week I talked about chat GPT and I had a lot of people uh, that were curious about that. So I'll probably review that a little bit more today. Um, I do have some, some, a featured artist today that I want to speak of, uh, Callum Scott, who, uh, I have two songs by him and he is uh, gay and, uh, he tried out on American Idol and became quite a sensation. And uh, he has quite a background. Uh, very interesting. Um, also, there's a petition going around to get flags reflown in, in Huntington Beach. Um, that's an interesting topic. We, Of course, we have on this day in history, starting with today. Today's the 18th, right? Yeah, I got, got the right date. And then I have an open letter to David Hogg. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the, um, oh, he's a survivor from a, a school shooting and has been very proactive in sensible gun control. And um, I don't know if he got my letter, but he's doing what I suggested. So maybe maybe it goes around. Um, another couple things I want to talk about uh, the flag, the lovely rainbow flag and how it originated. So we have a lot to cover. And then, of course, there's national and international news here on KXFM 104.7. So I'm going to uh, hit one more song, and I'm going to come back with the weather. How about that? This goes out to Lynn in the U.K. We get almost every night When that moon is big and bright It's a supernatural delight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling warm and bright It's such a fine and natural sight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling 
Brian back here, KXFM 104.7. And with the weather, the 10-day forecast, sunshine and clouds mixed, high around 60 degrees. Winds and light uh, are light and variable. Uh, humidity, 43%. So what's going to happen this week? This is Saturday. So coming Sunday, it's going to be mostly sunny, mostly sunny, mostly sunny, partly cloudy. Showers on Thursday and Friday. Uh, and the temperature is going to be um, cool. <laughs> so we're 60. Uh, I'll just read the temperature off for the for the week. Uh, starting on Sunday, it's 60, 63, 60, 55, 51, 52. A little chilly on Friday. So towards the end of next week, it's going to be a little chilly and rainy. So get your rubbers out and be and your umbrella and and bundle up. <laughs> So, yeah, but for the next couple of days, mostly sunny, and that includes manana tomorrow. So that's the 10-day weather forecast here. I want to thank uh, Rockin' with the Doc for suggesting, suggesting Ava Cassidy, um, and I might, I might replay that one. That was such a good one. So let's jump right in on this day in history, and there's, there's a lot that's happening. Um, but let's, uh, yeah, let's jump right in. Okay. On today is the 18th, Feb February 18th. And you should know that if you're up at the Saturday market, because Saturday market happens every, uh, every Saturday here in Laguna Beach. And um, grown locally, sold locally, direct, uh, direct to the consumer. How about that? February 18th in 1966, the first meeting of the Coalition of Gay Rights Groups that will become the North American Conference of Homophile Organizations takes place in Kansas City, Missouri, of all places. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> That's all that happened on today. <laughs> Certainly a few other things must have happened, but they're not in my list. February 19th, in 1974, Pat, the Pat Collins Show, a morning program on New York's WCBS, broadcast live from the Continental Baths. The station only receives one complaint about the episode. Hmm. How about that? I never even received. Well, I have received a complaint, I know. But it wasn't for, um, it was for some music missteps. So it wasn't for, I guess, the other things that you might think, with given my opinion, which they say I'm entitled to. Uh, moving along to February. Oh, I spelled it wrong. February. Uh, in 1982, an article in the medical journal, The Lancet, suggests that there is evidence to show inhaling poppers damages the immune system. That's when we thought just about everything was scary. And I think that was, um, I mean, going out in the cold weather with no coat on damages the immune system, so... I don't know that that was, we were looking for an, an answer, desperate to find an answer, a cause and answer. Anyway, moving along to 2004, and I remember it, folks, sorry, I remember it, I was there. 2004, Victoria Dunlap, a Republican county clerk for the rural Sandoval County in New Mexico, began issuing ma marriage licenses to same-sex couples, citing lack of legal grounds for denial. 2004, folks. <laughs> I'll have more on that later in the show about marriage licenses. In 2004, King Norodom Chanok, constitutional monarch of Cambodia, declared that he thought his country should legalize same-sex marriage. He said that he reached this conclusion after watching footage of same-sex couples marry in San Francisco. He also stated that transvestites should be well-treated in Cambodia. I don't know. Maybe they were looking for some tour, tourism and travel dollars. <laughs> That's terrible. May I, let's let's give them the let's give them honorable and good on them. <laughs> good on them. Okay, moving along to February twenty uh, first in nineteen oh three in New York City, police conduct conduct the first U.S. United States recorded raid on a gay bathhouse. The art. Arson, Arston, 
Ariston Hotel Baths. 26 men were arrested and 12 brought to trial on sodomy charges. Seven men received sentences ranging from four to 20 years in prison. Isn't that lovely? Uh, that's 1903. It's a few years ago, but in 1976, a Detroit jury awards more than 200,000 in damages to a man who contends that he was turned into a homosexual. Yeah, right, by an automobile accident. Yeah, in which his car was rear-ended by another vehicle. Oh, got to be careful. <laughs> I don't think so. How, how, wonder what the results were. <laughs> oh, my. And moving along to February 22nd, in, 19, or in 1890, new popular, popular openly gay bisexual poet, Edna St. Vincent Milloy is born. I'd rather hear about when they're born than when they die. But anyway, moving along. 1979, Studio 54 throws a gala 52nd birthday party for closeted gay attorney and former McCarthyite Ray Cohen, who also was quite a uh, part of former President D.T., uh, as we know. The event draws several hundreds of the city's luminaries, including Donald Trump, you know, Barbara Walters, and members of both Democratic and Republican parties, and most of the city's elected officials. In 1987, Andy Warhol dies at the age of 58. I didn't know he died so young. I, I consider that young, folks. <laughs> 58, absolutely. Moving along to February 23rd, in 1977, after a television producer cancels plan to develop a weekly series around her, her Anita Bryant complains to the press that she is being blacklisted in Hollywood because of her crusade against homosexuals. Yeah, well, she did a lot to um, thwart any LGBTQ progress. Uh, moving along to February 24th in 1982, Jerry Fall <laughs> Falwell. <laughs> Excuse me. Something got my throat there. It's <laughs> uh, hit in the face with two fruit pies by a protester. So he's, so was Anita Bryant at the annual convention of the Bab Bible Baptist Fellowship. In 2004, President George W. Bush announces that he supports the constitutional amendment to ban same-sex marriage. Love you, George W. Uh, and that's it. On this day in history, you heard it here first. Absolutely. So uh, we're all about rainbows here on Rainbow Radio. In fact, we're there's a rainbow book bus that is going to make a tour to give free books, library books, where they're being th pulled away from so many shelves and so many schools and Communities, public libraries, as you know, you know, gosh, you wouldn't want to talk about uh, those kind of things, LGBTQ things, and on any level. And so, uh, these this couple, they live in LA now. Uh, they had lived in Texas, but they live in LA now. Came to their senses and moved to LA. <laughs> I'm trying to get him on the show. Uh, my publicist. Uh, Mario is working on it. He said he was going to call him this week. I, I Hopefully he made some progress. Uh, because I would like them to come to Laguna Beach Pride, which we're working on, which is another topic I want to talk about. So we got lots to talk about, but I'll try and make it short and brief because I know sometimes music is, is the best medicine. Um, so uh, real quick, Laguna Beach Pride w was scheduled for the 1st of June. And um, lo and behold... L.A., who normally has their L.A. Pride, one big L.A. Pride, is broken into two now. And we knew that, but we didn't know that they were going to take our date on the first of the month. So WeHo is having their Pride Festival when we had scheduled ours. So we thought it prudent to move ours because there was no way we're, they were going to move theirs. <laughs> so uh, we're looking at the 17th. And a location here in Laguna Beach, which is kind of under wraps, but it should be an excellent location with an ocean view. And we're all excited about it, but we won't know till March, uh, mid-March, uh, whether we can secure the space. But anyway, we're working on it. And um, 
the uh, during that week where we want to dedicate the lifeguard tower, which we've been working so hard on getting with rainbow colors on it, which would be on Sunday, the 18th. So it could be a full week. That's what's coming up with Laguna Beach Pride. And it is a big, big deal. Um, so I, with that, <laughs> with the rainbow tower and, when, and what we're doing, along came some controversy shocking i i know shocking and i know that huntington beach uh, wanted to pull down their um all the rainbow flags in um huntington beach because they felt it was to a special group and they didn't want to do things for special groups because they wanted to do things for everyone and it makes sense but I have to say, um, that brings into question, what is the message of the rainbow flag? And I think it's a fair question. And, you know, we're Rainbow Radio. I write a, a column uh, in this two news called uh, Rainbow Reflections. So what is this rainbow thing and, and what does it mean? And, you know, how did it, uh, how did it come about? So at the time, Harvey Milk was and Mayor... George Moscone was um, murdered. Uh, they there came an effort to, I guess, embrace diversity and in a non-hostile way and encourage inclusiveness. And a young man at the time, um, Mr. Baker, uh, created the rainbow flag. Uh, the colors of the rainbow flag reflect diversity. When Baker raised the first rainbow flag in San Francisco Pride, his group raised two flags. Uh, it comprised eight symbolic colors, and he, they did sign the colors some meaning. Um, and then it kind of it got kind of uh, cut down to to six. So. Um, yeah, so the six colors, the red color is to represent life, uh, living life, awareness. Uh, the orange is healing. The yellow is sunlight. Lord knows we need sunlight. Green is nature, of course. Blue is serenity. And purple is spirit. So that's what the colors represent. But more than that, altogether, uh, in his own words, it represents diversity. And so an inclusiveness. So back to Huntington Beach. When the city council said, well, we don't want to do special groups, I, I, I protest. Because I think, I feel that the rainbow flag is uh, often looked on as the gay flag. But its true message and true meaning was to embrace diversity and all the cultures of the world and all the different differences we have in a positive way. And um, I think that's important because we couldn't exist without a lot of diversity. Uh, if we were a monolithic society and we were all the same, um, what a sad day it would be. We'd have no artists. We'd have no creativity. It would all be sublime and minimalized. So that's my opinion anyway. So when I approached the city about the Rainbow Tower, I made certain that the, I wanted the city to understand and the community to that it was uh, more about sending a message about diversity and inclusiveness in a time perhaps when that is not so, uh, in a time when maybe, I'll just say the word, when there's too much hate out there. And um, love conquers hate. And so the message is, you know, celebrate diversity. Don't be afraid of it. Don't thwart it. But that's what makes us all human beings. And the colors of the rainbow represent that diversity. The diversity of cultures, the diversity of your own DNA, <laughs> and the diversity of your interests and your abilities in various forms of art and communication. So... Uh, that's the rainbow message. And that's what I support here with rainbow radio. 
And I feel that's the message we want on uh, West Street Beach. Just let everyone know that this, for certain, is a space that accepts diversity and uh, is, um, I don't know, is a safe space. So hopefully, and we did get a nice donation from two local, um, a married couple, male and male, how about that? <laughs> to uh, color the lifeguard tower for the city. So so the grand plan is to celebrate this uh, lifeguard tower uh, this summer during Pride Month and uh, put a plaque up there to recognize the people who donated it, but also recognize the people that helped make uh, West Street Beach a community beach for of diversity. And... Um, I'm unanimous in that. <laughs> and so that's what we're that's what it's about. Hopefully it will be the 18th of August or of June and we will know more in uh next by the middle of next month. So it's coming right up. We should know fairly soon and I will believe me I'll get the word out there on KXFM 104.7. So that's the rainbow flag and that's the guy who started it. He recently past unfortunately gilbert baker is his name if you want to look it up and he uh that was uh meant to be a kind message about who we are and what the world is about in general and um yes it's recognized uh, predominantly as the gay flag but if you uh scratch between below the surface just a little bit you'll find it means a lot more than just that and um Sadly, there are still people that are, well, I'm just say I have to say maybe less informed, you know, I, myself included as a, you know, a few years ago until I decided to dive a little deeper and I dove a little deeper when I looked at rainbow radio, I wanted to know really, what does it mean? So, and I have to say the station here, has been so very supportive and so, uh, inclusive and a safe space. Yeah. So. There you have it, folks, on KXFM 104.7, the rainbow flag. So next time you see the rainbow flag, celebrate diversity and smile at someone and say, hello, <laughs> how's your uh, lasagna you baked this morning? Or <laughs> did you do wonton? <laughs> I don't know. Or your burritos? I don't know. It's a cultural experience on all levels, and, and that's that's what it's about, so. I'm going to get all misty-eyed here if I'm not careful. Uh, so, on the news front, there is some interesting news. Uh, before I introduce my, my guest, I'm going to just hit a couple news articles that I would like to touch on. Because um, this one, and I'm just going to hit this one real quick here. Uh, because I think it is it is huge. I, you could write a book, and I think a few people have, about being gay in history. And there is, was a time in historically when you had three major, major, um, oh, how do I say, three major atrocities against your being. How's that? Atrocities against your being. And the three major atrocities that you had to deal with was that being gay meant that you were um, doing something that was illegal and you could be punished for it. In some countries, you still can be punished for it. Well, not just some, a, a good number, unfortunately, and even includes the death penalty in a few countries. Uh, there is a, a leader of one country that thinks all gay married couples should be executed. So that's still going on. But it's made a lot of progress in a lot of areas, including the United States, thankfully. So it's not so much illegal as it was. And the other thing was, uh, by the church, it's considered uh, an abomination and against all moral values and yada, 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 yada. Well, that's come a long ways, too. And there's a lot of religious organizations that are embracing the diversity and the spirit of oneself and being honest with oneself. And there's a lot of organiz religious organizations that that don't 
condemn the person, they still condemn the activity, which I guess is progress. But anyway, it, it's changed a bit. So th that's the second of three. So first is it's against the law. You can be punished, go to prison, and even be executed. Two, it's immoral. You're going to go to hell, burn in hell forever and ever. And the third one is that it's an illness. You're sick. You're a sick person. So if you're a 14-year-old and you're grappling with being who you are and being honest with oneself and perhaps being honest with your family and your friends and you're in turmoil and say this was in the 50s or early 60s or 70s i don't know i spilled in some locations still very prevalent uh you you'd want to reach out for maybe uh, some help and so you go to religion you go to church nope that's not going to help um a, a cultural uh a cultural message that's gone on for years and years even with your parents and friends will shun you and then you know it's against the law so maybe you shouldn't really talk about it so what do you do and sadly you self-harm um and too too often so a lot of that's changed and i think a lot of lives have been saved because of that and i'm very grateful for that but where am i going with all this coolie <laughs> My brother called me and said he had a dream. I should, instead of go by Craig, it should go by CW. So I'm a CW now. Anyway, um, this week we lost a uh, person who was working to help change number three in those um, atrocities. And it's Dr. Charles Silverstein, or Stein, whatever. Dr. Silverstein accomplished a lot in his life. As a psychologist, he used his clinical practice to help LGBTQ patients embrace their identities at a time when, conver the, when conversation therapy was the norm. He authored several books, including The Ferryman, For the Ferryman, in his, in his 2022 memoir published by uh, Requeered Tales, and The Joy of Gay Sex, and a explicit and illustrated guide to sex which he co-wrote with edmund white the latter which has spawned several updates updated edition was controversial when it came out he was repeatedly uh seized it was repeatedly seized burned and hidden from bookshelves and outright banned which apparently is going on now with similar publications anyway i digress but perhaps his greatest feat was his speech to the american psychiatric association the apa in 1973 in which he along with other panelists argued that homosexuality should not be considered a mental illness whoa Ten weeks later, the APA removed homosexuality from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, a guidebook used in the U.S., Canada to diagnose mental illness forever. <laughs> that last one I added. Um, Silverstein died on January 30th in his New York home from lung cancer. He was 87. So... That's who passed this week, and I wanted to recognize someone who had done, who's done so much. Uh, just, just to, that one thing alone just has has to have had a profound uh, effect on uh, LGBTQ LGBTQ culture, and I I pr I praise and honor Charles Silverstein for what he's done and how many lives he's liberated, uh, how many souls he's liberated. And, um, yeah, what a good person. Whew. All right, now let's go along. I wish the world was filled with more people like him. All over. <laughs> we, could, we could have an abundance of Charles's. <laughs> okay, um... You should Google him. So I'm going to play a, a couple songs here by Colm Scott. He does a he does a um, he, he's an attractive young man. <laughs> Colm Scott was born October 1988. 
whoa, where was I in 88? I was in Portland, Oregon, living, working for a hotel company that fired me after 11 years for being gay. Anyway, I digress. Uh, is an English singer and songwriter. On April, uh, in April 2015, uh, to, he rose to prominence after competing on the ITV talent contest, Britain's Got Talent, where he performed his version of Robin's hit, Dancing on My Own, which is a great song. I DJed it a few times. <laughs> Uh, after coming uh, in uh, in sixth in the contest, he released his version as a single the following year, which peaked at number two on the UK singles chart and became Britain's best-selling singer single of the summer in 2016. Scott later signed on with Capital in 2017 and released the single "You Are the Reason," which is both songs I have, which it was included in his 2018 debut album "Only Human." which reached number four on the UK album chart. Later in 2018, he collaborated with Leona Lewis to release a duet version of the single, You Are the Reason. Um, Scott was born in Beverly East, Riding of Yorkshire, or it might be Reading, I don't know, because of English, you know. <laughs> Two parents, Debbie Burton and Kevin Scott, and grew up around Yorkshire in many uh, let's see, his father moved to Canada, and uh, Scott played the drums, yada, 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 prior to his fame, he worked, he worked in human resources. So, he has um, done a couple concerts, and you can YouTube him, and I just love this version that he did of Dancing on My Own, and the video, well, wouldn't you know, it shows two men dancing on my own. <laughs> let's make sure... So here we go. This is uh, my featured artist here, Callum, C-A-L-U-M, Scott. I, I, uh, I challenge you to listen to it and watch the video on YouTube. Uh, it sound, it's a great video to watch, so enjoy. Somebody said you got a new friend. She loves me better than I can And yeah, I know it's stupid But I just gotta see it for myself I'm in the corner watching you kiss her
say it backwards column is his first name last name scott so i can see how <clears throat> you could easily reverse it he uh in his personal life it says scott is gay he's talked about having struggled with his sexuality when growing up but since becoming an adult he is confident about it hmm, it's interesting to be confident about it <laughs> activism scott is a proponent of mental health awareness and suicide prevention and i I can't praise him enough for that. I think we could all be more sensitive to that. In 2020, he performed live and uh, in support of Mind and Mental Health Awareness, donating all the proceeds to Mind. And so this next song by Scott is... Um, uh, he did a duet, but I didn't get the duet version because I just wanted to feature Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> you Are the Reason is the next song by Scott. songs touched your heart you have to be a cold cold heart because <laughs> oh i just love the words and so sensitively sung um that was callum scott and you can look him up on youtube 
Featured artist this week on Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7. I need to mention that this next Saturday, a week from today, I will have a guest. And my guest is, I love her name, Kareen DeMessamaker. DeMessamaker. She makes messes, I guess. No, it's M-E-S-M-A-E-K-E-R. I hope I'm saying that right. It's French. Uh, he's the founder and producer of the Velvet Ibiza. Now, what is the Velvet Ibiza? Well, if you're a gay male, you might not know. But if you're a lesbian female, I guess there's only one kind of lesbian female, um, <laughs> you may know uh, because she is the founder and producer of Velvet Ibiza. And it's it's Europe's a hugely popular five-day party for queer women. And... Um, it's, uh, let me tell you a little bit more about it. Europe's most epic queer women party is celebrating its seventh anniversary, May. So it's coming up the second through the seventh in an idyllic Ibiza in Spain. So Velvet Ibiza is an all-inclusive five-day, five-night part, five-night party that has only a few, in a few years time become the holy ground for queer women who continue to descend on the pine-covered aisle to enjoy one of the most life-changing and bonding experiences. So there you go, folks. She's going to be uh, a guest on the program here, and we'll get to interview her and ask her all about what what caused her to foster this big party, <laughs> how many people go to it, and if you like what you hear, maybe you want to go to Spain. You know, it's not out of the question. Spain. I've never been to Spain. I think there's a song about it, about going to Spain, actually. Anyway, so she's going to be my guest this next Saturday, and we'll have lots of questions for her, which is good. She'll call in probably from Europe, I suppose. I don't know. It doesn't say where she is, but um, the, um, the party concludes. These are some of the things the party Pool parties, sports tournaments, yoga classes, club nights, and now the infamous duck race to the top of the queer female DJs and top queer female DJs from Europe and America dropping the, the sickest beats. Velvet Ibiza has it all. So you heard it here first. Uh, they have um, quite an organized... <laughs> They have a host hotel and everything. So if you want to uh, go right to the to the about the party, it's just Velvet Ibiza, Velvet like you might think, V E L V E T, Ibiza is I B I Z A dot E S, which is Europe. Yeah, E S. So it's not dot com or dot org or any of that. It's dot E S. So Velvet Ibiza dot E S. Check it out and. Um, you know, you have questions for uh, Corinne, send me a message. We'll get him on the air. <laughs> How about that? You know, I, but I digress. <laughs> How much time do we have? Oh, we're doing okay. I, I wanted to mention a, a letter that I wrote to David Hogue. And if you haven't, uh, if you're not familiar with who David Hogue is, he... He's one of the survivors. I, we think he's gay, but he's not really, really saying. But he is, did take a guy to the the senior prom who was definitely gay. But he he said they were friends. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to push it. But he's been struggling how to get uh, some legislature and some some act action with uh, safer schools. Let's just say let's not say gun control. Let's say safer schools. And so I had written a letter to him um, and posted it on his uh, Twitter account and on Instagram. And I, I did it on Memorial Day in 2022, which was almost a year ago. Because Memorial Day, isn't it coming up? Yeah, it's coming up. And this is what I said. I said, history has demonstrated that we often seemingly that often seemingly complex and unsolvable problems of a social and political nature have a simple common sense solution that is overlooked. How about that thought? The result is sadly that too often outrage, anger, and rhetoric take the day and the ratings. I added that. 
And also, sadly, nothing gets done. There's no resolution. There's no issues. It's um, our thoughts and prayers go out to you is the result. Okay. So what is the simple answer uh, from this? Because uh, I put, and I don't know if you know, but gun death tolls on a memorial uh, for last year, memorial date last year, going back a year, was 17,833 in the u.s so uh so there's a simple common sense solution for all death toll from guns indeed there may be um and the proof and the concept has been proven uh consider our history with cigarettes now this sounds corny but think about it um in the tobacco industry we don't outlaw cigarettes but we did mandate that the manufacturers implement truthful responsible and informative business procedures policies concerning the use of cigarettes and the related hazards and dangers and risks of smoking. This is free America. If you choose to smoke, that is your freedom. If you don't want to smoke, this again is your freedom. And if you should be free from secondhand smoke. Uh, it, we worked it out in the 1960s when tobacco, uh, the tobacco industry was called on to comply. And today, the per capita consumption is down to 25%. So it lost 75% of the smokers and was still, is still falling and it's working. So to bring an awareness about the hazards of smoke and how to, you know, I guess, mitigate smoking dangers like catching your house on fire and burning your clothes and ruining a relationship <laughs> i don't know the same <clears throat> so i suggest that the same dynamic could be applied to the arms industry and gun manufacturers they should also be responsible and informative regarding the use and hazards dangers and risks of the use of their products provide instruction and recommendations regarding responsible use training and security safekeeping <clears throat> with warnings about regarding the easy accessibility and that there's all too frequent life-ending suicide. Say over half of the gun fatalities in the U.S. are suicide, so get that one around your brain. Mm. So this is a simple first principle solution I feel that everyone can get behind and support. Like cigarettes, the guns are not, going, are not being taken away. And like cigarettes, instead of tobacco, the industry spending millions on lobbyists and often a misleading narrative compared with the puritanical definitive science the arms industry could do the same consider that the um the outcome might be if gun rights groups and that includes the nra who have spent 15 million in 2021 that's a lot of money 15 million as lobbyists instead spent that amount on programs of instruction and use of their products Think about that. Imagine the immediate number of lives that would be saved. Children getting hold of guns, safety, safety devices, and they don't know how to use or how to store the gun, how to be safe in using it, when and when not to, uh, I don't know. Maybe not a complete, it, it may be not a complete solution, but it's a start, was my comment. On a personal note, I feel that our legislators should not receive any incentives for their financial uh, and their financial compensation beyond the, their financial compensation paid by us beyond their salary we pay them they didn't shouldn't get other compensation for doing their job uh, their loyalty is to us they legislate in our best interest and they do what is their best to uphold their sworn duty to defend the Constitution. Financial influences and incentives from outside sources are not appropriate, nor should they be legal, in my opinion. That's me, but I, I digress. Uh, and like cigarettes, alcohol, driving a car, flying an airplane, performing surgery, or getting a pet from a pet shelter, the age of the applicant and the responsible training and education regarding the hazards of any product should be a consideration. The applicant must have some basic screening that applies to the circumstances. You can't renew your driver's license if you have three DUIs. You can't perform surgery without the proper medical credentials and so on. I don't think anyone wants to see more kids murdered. 
So it all comes back to what I think is uh, a reasonable and powerful solution. Uh, and reasonable is a really good word, um, if they can stand on that. The first principle, concept says to keep it simple, take some reasonable and simple first steps. So why did I bring this all back up again? <laughs> because uh, this week, David Hogue was interviewed. And in the interview, he said that he felt the best approach was to do something to what the, they had uh, legislated with the uh, tobacco industry. And I thought, wow, that sounds familiar. <laughs> now, I, I doubt he got my message, but I'm glad he, uh, I feel he has made an insightful uh, uh, decision because I think that's a good approach. You know, we you can have your guns, you can have your cigarettes, you can have all these things, but let's structure it so there it's responsible use of them. You, you, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun without some type of, training i think or under understanding of the use of uh, of the guns and and so on so uh, that's just me um uh, you know and it could all be sorted out in the legislature it could be discussed it could be uh, brought to the brought to the table decisions could be made things like if you buy this gun you should store it in a safe place so children don't get a hold of it um, those kind of things. Okay. Oh my gosh, my time's up in Ida May. You know who's coming in next? She she wasn't here last week, and I couldn't introduce her. But it's my favorite radio personality in the whole world, this Ida May, and I'm I'm sure she has lot to lots to share with you. I don't know where the heck she's been. She's um she's been traveling the world. As she does, she's quite an adventurous person. Ida May, are you there? Oh, she's coming this way, bringing... <laughs> I don't think she can hear me. Anyway, I thank you for tuning in to KXFM Radio and Rainbow Radio 104.7 on the dial. Uh, here's Ida May. I, we were talking about you. Oh, my ears were burning. I'm sure they were. We love to burn your ears, Ida May. What you got on the program for today? Well, you I'm going to start out with, uh, it, it is Black History Month. It is, indeed. And, you know, a lot of our music is... Uh, you betcha. ...started out and is... Our beginnings in music started with black music. Yep. Even black Elvis musicians. Presley, that's where he got it, from the church and black black music, essentially. And even with bluegrass, you know, which people think and assume is a very redneck kind of music it's really a lot of black musicians influence bluegrass music way back when so i'm starting my show with that but guess what i just realized i don't have my half my equipment so carry on a minute i might i might help her out a little bit <laughs> if you want to put on a tune or say how to do to somebody i'll be right back okay so uh, as with Ida May, she's got a very diverse uh, selection, and diversity is a very good thing here in my mind in in Laguna Beach. I do have two news articles that I wanted to that I pushed aside because I didn't think I had time. So um, since Ida May's got a few things, I'm gonna I gotta there's two of them that are per particularly interest. California would like to enshrine gay marriage rights in the Constitution. So follow along with that. And a bill that would restrict drag race, drag shows passes in Tennessee. Follow along with that. <laughs> so there's a lot more to both those, but we don't have a lot of time for that. Thank you. I'm going to um, say adios and put some music on, and Ida May will be back oh, on. I could, I could put something on if we just do some quick engineering. Here. Oh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, oh, I think she's I think she's dialing in. Thank you, folks. This is Craig signing off KXFM 104.7. Okay, I'll just stick right in on top of you. Almost. Well, that doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> I'm old and you're gay, so it ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Too many things going against us. <laughs> All righty, folks. Let me just dial in here. Oh, okay. If you only could see how Craig and I take. It's like a square dance here. It really is. Am I plugged in? Nope. Oh, my goodness. I've got family listening and friends and neighbors, and here we go. Let's see. Good morning. All right, there I am. Well, we're just going to go ahead and start with some music here. And Craig, great show, as always. Oh, thank you. Rainbow Radio forever. <laughs>
All righty. Let's start with uh, this is Warren Treaty, a husband and wife team of black musicians, along with Matt Rollins. I'm going to start the show with them. And Warren Treaty has been touring and appearing in bluegrass festivals all over this country. And I'm going to start the show with this right here on KXFM. This is Ida May and Radio Neighboring. 